0: Hey, this is Matt from Star Tours, you're listening to the Capades Podcast. This is James from Hollywood Studios, and you're listening to the Capades Podcast. This is Amanda from Disney Junior, and you're listening to the Capades Podcast.
1: Hello, this is David from Star Tours, and I just helped a Nick's son build his very first lightsaber. Hi, this is Marcos over at Star Tours. I don't listen to podcasts often, but when I do, I listen to Mouse Mousecapades! mouse-capades!
2: Interested in becoming a travel agent yourself and helping others plan their next Disney vacation? Interested in learning more about Surge 365? How to get paid to travel? Make $1,000 book. Back- or just simply want to book your next Disney vacation with Disney professionals. Well, dream makers at Two Tickets to Paradise Travel are ready to help you make your wish come true. Contact travel at two tickets to paradise.net. Don't dream your life, live your dreams. Have an idea, question, or want to share your experiences on the show? Contact Nick and Dave anytime. Email them at mousecapagepodcast at gmail.com text them at 407-674-0414 follow nick and dave on facebook instagram and twitter simply search for mousecapades podcast listen to nick and dave on itunes podcast Addict, TuneIn radio and stitcher radio simply search for mousecapades podcast now from the mousecapades studios here are your hosts nick and dave
1: It's that time of year. It's time to hang up your overly priced Disney ornaments that you purchased from the Yee old Christmas shop on the Square and set up your slower than slow monorail train and set it around the Christmas tree because it's the ha- ha- happiest Christmas in July.
0: That's right. This week on the Mouse Capay's podcast with Nick and Dave, you're going to be listening to one of our good buddies, Vicki, who has an annual tradition with her family to go to the Magic Kingdom every year on Christmas Day.
1: You know, I, I think about their family and... You know they they have great kiddos that are that are very funny and uh, just know how to have a good time. And then you know you have Vicky who kind of she'll forgive me for saying this. You know stresses about everything. And then you have Brad who who's so relaxed and chillaxed and just copacetic. I imagine the trip being like uh, like uh, Christmas vacation from national teams. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They are
0: bro. those two are definitely made for each other.
1: Definitely. Hey, but first, Dave, I want to get in some news, buddy. And there has been a lot going on. Uh, in the news. First off, I want to start off with something pretty cool that I found on the web. I actually saw a tweet come across our feed um, with Philip Swift contacting Leonard Kinsey saying, Hey, you know, I heard uh, the Mousecapades were talking about your book, The Dark Side of Disney, today, and I heard it on their podcast. And he had tweeted that, and I favorited it. It was pretty cool. But Philip Swift has made The Dark Side of Disney into a movie, looking into basically Leonard Kinsey's book as a series of challenges. And uh, Philip and two other people set out to see if they can achieve the same challenges Leonard Kinsey set out in his book, The Dark Side <laughs> of Disney. Now, there's in, a bright
0: guy for you. In,
1: a, in an interview uh, about the book, uh, I guess Philip put this post on online on his website um where he was interviewing Leonard Kinsey and Leonard basically said you know I do not condone this and I and I and I really don't
0: yeah he told you that same thing in the interview remember
1: right he actually, yeah yeah he, he definitely did he said you know I don't condone this at all and I recommend that you do not do anything from my book So that's pretty interesting I can't wait to see that movie and see what it's all about I'm definitely going to watch it
0: Yeah so is this a movie that's going to be out in theaters or how big time is this guy that's producing this movie?
1: Um, it's an independent film. I don't know where it's going to be released. I'm sure it will be, like, in your independent sectors, to be honest with you. But, uh, I'll right. research that and find out and get back with you. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so, next in my notes here, buddy, um, you know, Disney has taken Frozen. They've pretty much milked this cow dry. And, I don't know no, about... No, them.
0: Frozen 2. On the way.
1: Are you serious? Yeah, no. Yeah, they're doing a sequel. Oh, gosh, dude, I just... I love Frozen, but I'm ready for the marriage to be over. You know, I'm just, I think Disney has milked the cow completely dry. He has no more to give, Dave, no more.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I'm teaching camp these past couple weeks, and the, the kids that I'm teaching are fifth going into sixth grade, same age as my daughter, and every single one of them seem to have the same attitude. They all loved Frozen when it came out, but it just got overplayed. The songs were over played everyone talked about the movie it's popping up everywhere and now even the kids are to the point where they're just done with it and they just want it to be over with
1: well talking about which
0: is a shame which is a shame because this whole ride's coming out that they're putting in norway and it's it i don't know i don't know how that's going to go over because people are just oh you know they're just done with frozen for now
1: Yeah, you bring up a good point, and remind me about that ride here in just a sec, but what I was going to say, you know, you talked about the songs. As much as I want Frozen to go away, every time I hear one of the songs, I can't help myself but sing along, and I hate (laughs) to admit that, but uh, it's a love-hate relationship, but yeah, putting that ride in Norway, I I don't know about that, Dave, because you're kind of going outside of the perimeter here where the rides are at Epcot. And right. putting it into a pavilion, right? I mean I don't know. Like to me that's kind of overstepping the boundaries of what Epcot was set out to be. You know?
0: Yeah, they have Nemo in uh Future World. Or that side of the park anyway. Right. And uh, I'm trying to think there there's no movie inspired attractions anywhere else in that park. That's is that the only one? What, Nemo? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's yeah, any other I don't I, I, I don't think so, in, but I mean Turtle Talk.
1: Yeah, but they don't put the rides in the pavilion, you know? Right. I mean, this is going to be out by the Norway pavilion, and I don't know. I just think it's kind of overstepping the boundary a little bit.
0: I sense some Mulan coming to Epcot uh, as well, huh? Yeah, my, you know <laughs> what?
1: They just opened up a door because once you put a ride in, 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 uh, in a pavilion, I mean, more are going to come.
0: Well, you know there was some talk a long time ago about putting Snow White attraction in the Germany section. That's that's real.
1: Well, that's okay. Snow White's awesome.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: My favorite princess, by the way.
0: Mine too, maybe.
1: So, getting back to originally what I was wanting to tell you, all the sorry, so we got off track there. Uh, Disney is starting their Frozen Ice Palace Boutique, and this is okay. where your daughters can go and dress up like Elsa and Anna. They already have the Bippity Boppity Boutique and the little, you know, the pirate deal for all the boys and stuff right. like that. But this is only going to be temporary. Thank goodness from july 26 to september 7 but the it's for three to twelve year olds they can become their favorite character from the movie frozen i challenge a three to twelve year old to say i want to be olaf and see what they do
0: yeah and i that was my question my big question was can you go in and they dress you up like an ice salesman i want
1: to be marshmallow (laughs) so anywho the price ranges are insane buddy there are three packages starting at 75 dollars to 240 dollars and really, the only difference between the low end and the high end, the high end gets you access to the Ice Palace Cafe. It doesn't say that you get treats from the Ice Palace Cafe. It just says you get you gain access to it. So read between the lines there. And priority seating for the Frozen Sing Along Celebration. Yeah, so
0: Disney overpricing some sort of side attraction. Imagine that. You know. You know right. what the biggest rip on. Speaking of which, the biggest rip off is those fireworks cupcake parties that they have. Yeah. This sounds This sounds right up along that same line where it's like, hey, come here we'll, for $80 or whatever they're charging you, you can have a cupcake, but you get a good seat for the fireworks.
1: Right, right. It's They've milked it, man. So first off, beside me suffering from post-Disney trip depression, which I am, by the way, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm currently at Whiteman. I have one more day before I leave Whiteman Air Force Base, and all I can think about is, you know, going back to school in a week because we start back up again this summer just basically flew and leaving disney world like i i tell you what i'm depressed man I, i'm seeing all <laughs> these cool pictures from mike our buddy from be guest podcast and i'm so glad he's having such a great time he's basically spent a month at disney world and like on the cruise yeah. and then went back it's awesome so God, He's
0: a nut. that dude spends like half of his summer down there, and like would, you said, you? more power to him. I wish I could do it. If I could, I would.
1: I would too, but you know, let's let's get to what really made the news this past week. Okay, this week, what was the biggest story coming out of Disney this week, Dave?
0: I don't know. I've comes, been out of the loop this whole week. And it comes uh, from
1: the far east. I have no the idea. Sunrises in the east. Okay. Shanghai. <laughs> Alright?
0: <laughs> I, have, I did not hear that. I'm sorry. I told okay. you I've been out of the loop this whole week. No worries.
1: So Shanghai. You know, Disney's building a theme park out there. The park is set to open. They pushed it back to 2016. See here, there are going to be six themed lands coming out of that park. And let me refer to my notes so I can tell you what these lands are. The six lands are going to be Mickey Avenue, which is taken away from Main Street USA, by the way. And I'll get to that in just a second. Gardens of Imagination fantasyland adventure isle treasure cove and tomorrowland so yes you heard it right you did not hear main street usa and any of that shanghai disneyland dave no main street usa what do you think about that one
0: I don't know. It's going to have to see what uh, Mickey Avenue looks like. You know, I think it's going to be Main Street USA minus the name. It seems like I don't I don't know how you can have a park, a Disney park like that without having a Main Street USA.
1: I completely agree with you, Dave. Having a Main Street USA is the foundation of Walt Disney himself and his childhood. And and, and it all goes back to the whole traditions class that they teach all the new cast members when they're earning their ears. Come on now. It's all about Main Street USA. Are we afraid to stamp United States on a foreign Disneyland?
0: (laughs) I bet they eat it up, though. I mean, I bet that park is going to be crazy successful.
1: Right. And you know what? I uh, was on Periscope uh, just uh, the last week, and I was watching this person that was Periscoping from uh, Japan, I believe, um, or some other park in, in that area. A Disney Park. And um, I was joking with her saying, hey, you know, technically if you and I, Dave, applied over there, we'd be foreigners. They'd hire us. Right, exactly. We'd probably get a job right off the bat. So there's our (laughs) out from teaching, buddy. Let's go live in Japan and apply for Disney. I
0: don't don't know if it's worth it. There's too darn many people on that island.
1: (laughs) All right. So, yeah, so Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland looks pretty cool, man. Um, Let's get in more depth here. 1.5 Uh, 1.5 square mile area, so it's a small park. Will include six themed lands. Already talked about that. Treasure Cove is going to be an old, an area devoted to Pirates of the Caribbean. An Adventure Isle that will have more fast-paced rides like Roaring Rapids, as well as a soaring over the horizons experience. And speaking about soaring, by the way, uh, soaring's going over, uh, going under a huge overhaul right now. They're they're replacing the projection system and they're going to digital stuff which is kind of cool because then the last time i wrote it it was very fuzzy um let's see here they're gonna have comic superheroes including iron man -Man, spider-man right and hulk okay that's marvel so i did see an iron man poster downstairs in utilidors so i don't know if it's different overseas you can have marvel or you know obviously you can and it doesn't conflict with Universal, I guess. It's
0: the first time that anything has been bootlegged outside of the United States into a foreign country.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And for you and no one else, a fair price. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So anyone who's been overseas understands what I just said there um, buying bootleg DVDs. Yeah. Not that I did. Um, and they're also going to have a Star Wars uh, area as well. So, in addition, Shanghai Disneyland will feature distinctively Chinese attractions like the Garden of the Twelve Friends in which animals of the Chinese Zodiac are reinterpreted as Disney and Pixar characters. There will also be a Chinese version of the Lion King, Two Hotels, and Dave, they're going to have the tallest largest and most interactive castle an interactive castle out of any disney theme park
0: well how is any any other castle interactive i mean it's a castle
1: well it's not that's just it. you know you walk through Roy's castle you walk through uh cinderella's castle and that's all you do there's I would imagine, I'm, I'm sure there's probably stores or something they have in store where you can walk into the castle other than just a walk through
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool when we went to Aurora's castle that you could actually walk through parts of the castle and see the little story that goes down with that. Right. But uh, I wouldn't call that interactive, you know that? All right, we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah, I kind of want to see it, though. So Shanghai Disneyland, listeners, is set to open in 2016. Dave, I'm already saving my money, so you two, let's go.
0: Save some space on your YouTube account. That's the only way I'm going to see
1: it. <laughs> all right Okay, so let's move on over to Art of Animation, Dave. Sad news coming out of the Art of Animation, and I can relate because I have a three-year-old child, and I thought about this while I was there. You know, just watching over my kid and making sure he was okay. A three-year-old child drowned in a pool at Disney's Art of Animation this past Tuesday. It was July fourteenth, oh yeah, around eight p.m. Deputies told the Orlando Sentinel the child somehow separated from his parents, and uh, after they found him, they searched for him. The child was found under water
0: that's scary i mean we just talked about that on your trip report about how they had the undercover people there that tested out the lifeguards and they passed with flying colors so that's that's that's
1: unfortunate and i know they scan those pools like crazy they walking up and down, they walk up and down those pools and they're like two or three lifeguards per pool that's all they do is walk around and, and their heads are scanning up and down constantly so just a very 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 sad story moving on how about a little uh, disney dine and dash for you I
2: saw this. Would you like to do this? this?
1: (laughs) All right, so I say we work our way up to it. I say we pick some restaurants in the St. Louis area, Dave, and do a little dine and dash, and then practice and prep ourselves for the actual hit in Disney World. What do you say?
0: I I have no comment on the dine and dash.
1: Okay, so here we go. (laughs) A 51 year old man, uh, Jerry Moody, was arrested Tuesday. After a manager of the lounge at Disney's Contemporary Resort says he reached up a tab of $92 at the bar, and he tried to leave without paying. And I first looked at this, I'm like, $92? That's chump change. $92 is nothing. Yeah, which bar was this at, did you say? The Contemporary Resort.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's probably like three drinks. (laughs) Right,
1: because I know, like, when my family, when we go out to eat at uh, one of the Disney restaurants or something like that, you're, you're hauling, like, a $300 tab, you know, just to eat. So, yeah. anywho, he didn't pay. owed $92. The Orlando Sentinel says, according to the arrest report, a waitress recognized him doing the same thing just the night before. Police say that Moody acknowledged that he shouldn't have been there in the first place at the resort, but did tell detectives that he likes to go to Disney World. Oh, yeah. well, so he was telling the truth then. Yeah, he likes to stand-up his, guy. The man just wants to go to Disney World. So... <laughs> Anyhow,
0: what what kind of a smart guy is that that goes back to the place a second time, like the next night?
1: He wasn't even a guest at the resort either. So, you know, that is one of the areas where you can just park and and go in. And that's all I have for you, Dave. I can't believe Jerry Moody acted out like the way he did and and just went ahead and tried to dine and dash on Mickey. You know, it isn't going to it's not going to work for him in the long in the long run.
0: Hey, you know what they say. Fool me once. Shame on you. Only twice, shame on me.
1: All right, moving on. Ah, Something like that. Hey, Dave, (laughs) dude, take us back.
2: We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go.
0: All right, this week in Disney history starts off with July 21st, 1951. I usually don't do birthdays, Nick, but this one's kind of special to me. This is the birth date of Robin Williams. Way, way before his time, this man passed away. But uh, he is a Disney legend in my mind because he is the voice of the Genie.
1: Oh, dude, one of my favorite characters ever. Hey.
0: He's the voice of the Genie from Atlanta. And he also was the voice of a, of a uh, robot in one of the rides that was at Walt Disney World called the Timekeeper. And he also is well known for his role in the movie You ever watch Flubber?
1: Yeah, I've seen it once and only once.
0: That's old school. And then uh, this other one I don't know. 2009 comedy Old Dogs.
1: Okay. No, I never heard of that. Uh,
0: Anyway, Disney legend Robin Williams. Rest in peace, brother. All right. On that same day in 1954, three years after Robin Williams was born. Coincidence? I think not.
1: (laughs) There's no such thing.
0: (laughs) The construction for Disneyland begins on this day. So this was the day that all of the magic started to come together, and they broke ground. Uh, The next day, July twenty second, 1994, that truly was a magical year, and I bring that up every time 1994 is mentioned, I know. This was the date that uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror opened at at what was then called Disney's MGM Studios.
1: Yep. It became one one of of the the best rides. yeah, Yeah, you're right, and it quickly gained popularity
0: um so this structure is a an elevator drop ride as you all know it's meant to uh, mimic an old hotel that was uh uh, had some crazy things go on and just the ambiance of this ride they just really get you into it before when they go into that room and you watch the video and like the next thing you know you're freaking out they take you back to the service elevator and that's where it all goes down so uh, 1994 july 22nd the last thing that I have for this week in Disney history is July 24th, 1940. And I, I don't know this one personally, so I brought it to you to see if you do. Because you're into like all those old symphony, swing, symphony uh, silly, silly symphonies, symphonies and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So this is July 24th, 1940. Uh, Disney at the time with his nine employees right. had a meeting to discuss making an old book into a movie called The Reluctant Dragon never heard of it yeah it's an hour and seven minutes long I looked it up it's on YouTube so I am looking forward to watching that in the future here but uh, I've never heard of it before I, this caught my eye because it said Walt and his nine employees uh, including animator Joe Grant and Ed Piener, uh sat down to talk, talk about the reluctant dragon possibly becoming a movie
1: so so did it?
0: it did in, in uh, 19, June of 1941 this was released uh, I'm guessing into theaters, So and became a movie.
1: Sweet, man. So that probably was like his second full-length feature right behind Snow White that came out in thirty yeah, eight.
0: Seems to be right on the heels of Snow White. So uh, I am going to look that one up, and maybe we'll even post the clip of that yeah. onto our show notes. And that's all I have for this week in Disney history, Nick. Up next, we're going to hear from a good friend of ours named Vicky, who takes an annual trip to the Walt Disney World Resort to spend her Christmas time with family. This is an annual trip, and I can't wait to hear what she has to say about what is her favorites and she dislikes. Uh, So stay tuned and listen to Vicky's trip report.
1: I'm excited, man. Jingle bells. If you're still on. I thank you. It is the hap, hap, happiest Christmas ever, and we are here. We're graced with her presence, Vicki, uh, for a colleague of ours. How are you guys doing? We're great. Awesome. Dave and I are just having a great time. You're having
3: a magical day?
1: Yeah, we are. Well, I'm trying to have a magical day. I'm here at Whiteman, and it's very hard on this Air Force installation to really have a magical day. I told Dave earlier that I'm going through post trip depression right now. It just all of a sudden hit me this past week. Looking at all my friends' pictures from Disney, and I'm very sad and depressed right now. So,
0: Nick's had a lot of time talk. to think about it, so he's uh.
1: I have in my cell.
0: So,
3: you really need to get on Periscope because it's really helping me oh, kind of feel like I I'm know, there every day.
1: I know, it just makes me even more depressed. Anywho, let's talk about you. Let's go into your trip and the trip that you take with your family, uh, to Disney every time they have their Christmas celebration.
3: Yep, we've. um, This is this year will be our third year, so we've done it two years, and so the first year was kind of a learning situation because usually we go in the fall, which I think Dave's been there in the fall. Have you been in the fall, Nick? I can't remember. No,
0: I Uh, have not. The decorations are amazing in the fall. Yes, I love them.
3: I was gonna say, so in true Disney fashion, they go over the top with everything, and so. As magical as you normally feel when you go there, you're even feeling more magical when you get there, and it just it just makes your Christmas. Um, the first time we walked in, that's when they had the garland that strung from side to side of Main Street, so that was 2013. And then I guess that enough people had called in or wrote in and said hey, you're obstructing the view of the beautiful castle, and so we don't feel as much magic. So last year they went back to old decorations where it only lined the streets on either side and it didn't obstruct the view. So I'm not sure. I'm sure you guys saw pictures of it to see what I'm talking about the differences.
1: Yeah, and I completely agree. I think once you uh, add the garland that ropes across, you're really taken away from the whole magical experience of seeing the
3: Magic Kingdom. I don't think that I thought of that. Like, I don't think that I would have thought to ro- ride in because... I was just in awe of how Disney does it. I mean, they spare no expense. They want you to feel like you've gone into a winter wonderland, even though you're in Florida. And so um, I just, I don't know. I, I get everybody's opinion, and maybe they can switch back and forth from year to year and change it up kind of like Silver Dollar City does um, so that it makes it different if you do come there every year.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that, you know, when I go into the park, that that is the first thing that you do. You you round that corner, you go underneath the train bridge, and then boom, there it is, and that's that magical moment. So I can see what people are trying to say, but at the same time, you're going at Christmas time, and it should be something special, and it should be something unique, and I don't see the problem with with doing that kind of thing at Christmas time. But whatever.
1: I'm gonna back us up here, guys. Can can we can we back up, Vicky, to when you arrived at your resort? What resort do you usually stay at during this time? Is it the same one? And how's it set up? What makes you keep going back?
3: Well, um, we went to Caribbean Beach, our second trip to Disney World as a family. The first one was Pop Century, which I highly recommend. You want a a value um, resort. Um, It's awesome. And we would go back there. There's no reason to other than the fact that if you stay at Caribbean Beach, you get the dining plan for free. And if you stay at value resorts, then you just get the quick Dining plan, which is fine, but the whole um, fun thing for us as a family is going and trying these expensive restaurants that we couldn't normally afford. And so we do go when we book our vacation so that we're there when it's free dining, and then we can try these places like that you guys have been talking about, like the Be Our Guest and the Cinderella's Table, or, you know, at the castle, and just tons of different restaurants, which I'm sure we'll talk about as we go along on this thing, but. When you arrive at Caribbean beach, you feel like you're in Jamaica or Martinique. I know Dave stayed there a couple of years ago. We ran into each other there. Um, you just truly feel like you're on a tropical vacation. And even though it's Christmas time, it's Christmas tropical music. And then they got a tree up and they have like Jamaican ornaments. And so it makes it unique to there. And I don't specifically know one thing that makes us like Caribbean beach other than they just made us feel at home. And I probably, they do that at every resort. I know they made us feel good at Pop Century as well, but um, my kids just fell in love with it and they like it, so we just tend to go back to that one. And I know everybody has their favorite.
0: Yeah, and I'm a beach guy myself. And if you're in the middle of Florida where there's no beaches in Orlando, uh, that's a place to go because it gives you kind of a beach fix on your stay. So in in Caribbean Beach Resort, did they have all kinds of Christmas decorations and holiday decorations up in the food court area and shutters and all that
3: Yeah, they did, and um, the cool thing um, there is they have guests that come. You can check their schedule. Sometimes they have Santa there during Christmas. Sometimes they have characters like Mickey or any character, and they'll have them come that you can take pictures in the food court area.
0: Is Santa topless, and you get to go up and rub lotion on
1: him?
3: No, Santa's not topless. He has to wear his big fat costume that he wears in the cold weather.
1: Mickey, I have a question for you. So you mentioned Santa and... Christmas in itself, is it just Christmas that they're celebrating or does Disney branch out to other religions uh, that might celebrate it differently, like maybe Hanukkah or something?
3: I do believe that I saw a Hanukkah t-shirt and a Kwanzaa t-shirt. I I don't specifically remember seeing decorations for those specific holidays. However, because I am a person that celebrates Christmas, I may have missed that because I was looking for the Christmas stuff, if that makes sense. Sure.
1: So you don't see the Disney characters walking around with like menorahs on.
3: No, I, I did not notice that. That you know, but again, I'm not necessarily looking for that. So I mean, I'm not saying that. I have to joke. You can there. laugh. Okay.
0: <laughs> you can laugh. All right. Okay. Go, so I have to fit this in on our interview. Vicky, Vicki uh, told me a story a while back about how she watches the uh, Christmas Day parade every year at Disney World. So I want you to tell everybody the story about how you got up early one morning to to be part
3: of that. Please okay. Do. So um, my husband hates the morning. He thinks that it's devil's hour. And But he loves his family so much that he wanted us to be a part of that ABC live parade that supposedly airs from Disney World and Disneyland every Christmas. So this was 2013. And so we got up at 4 a.m. and we left the resort at 5, yes, it was bad, 5 a.m. and That we sounds were, like a
1: marathon, Dave, getting we up that early. Yeah.
3: It was, only happens once. <laughs> we were at Disney World at 6.30, and they let us in the park a little before 7, and we got in there, and we rode a few rides because we knew that the parade was not supposed to be till 9 o'clock, or that's what we had heard. And so um, I think the kids rode Space Mountain, and we rode People Mover, and the park's pretty empty. You might have mm, top 500 people going in, and the park's huge, so once those people spread. Ride- There's not that many people. And so we go in there, and so we decide to pick our parade spot after a while, about 8 o'clock. So we're standing there with a group from New York. 21 people in their family drove from New York to Florida also to see this parade. We stood there and stood there and stood there, and we're like, why isn't the parade starting? Why isn't the parade starting? And so finally this one lady goes and asks, when's the parade going to start? And they told her it aired on December the 7th. Well, it crushed us because part of the reason that we took this trip was for the kids to see this live parade with all these famous people. And so it's kind of a misconception because ABC tells you that it's a live parade when, in fact, it is not live. It's filmed live, but it's two, three weeks before Christmas.
0: And that is one of my favorite stories that Vicki could possibly tell about it, because it's just so funny to think that you are the only one there, that there was there were people lying in the streets just waiting for this Christmas parade to start, and it's just the, the looks that would have been so classic to see as as they were told. No, that was a – it's not really a live thing.
1: It's a recorded thing live. <laughs> right. So what date were you there on? Like, what was the date that you were
3: um, Oh, that was Christmas Day, because we assumed oh, – okay. that- that it did. And we usually go to Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day or we have the last two years. And they film it on the 7th for Harbor Day. All right.
0: So think about the memory that that made for your family. To Like, you can always look back on that and laugh about that.
3: I don't think Kaylee's still laughing. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: That would. That, what about Brad, who doesn't even like doing stuff like that? And I th- he, think
3: he took back. Well, he loves Disney World. So that's another thing. I, I think that, you know, he loves us and he loves Disney. So. He's willing to do anything, especially if you tell him there's a nap later. Then, then he's all good. But um, Kayla was in quite a couple hours. We got on. Um, we got to ride a ride that I'd never rode before because there was no line for it. Um, which is the big, the big boat. I can't think of the name of it right now. By Haunted Mansion. Oh, the, the
1: Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell. Thank
3: you. Um, yeah, we had never rode that before, and it gave us the opportunity because. You know, we needed to do something to kind of chill out. Kaylee pouted for a while. We have some, we have good memories of those pictures because she's like, thinks that she's the only one that got disappointed when in fact, all four of us and 21, that's who I felt sorry for. Those people drove from New York. We flew in an airplane.
1: So they left like one of the best, they left the state where they have or hold one of the best parades in the world to come down to Disney. Well, other than Disney and just to be disappointed. How awesome is that?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, was, so, Vicki, you talked about how you got there that early that, that morning, but is that something that you normally do on your Christmas trips down to Disney?
3: Yes. I would recommend really any time that you go to Disney, but especially at Christmas. It seems that people sleep in, even the people in the resorts, don't seem to get up as early. And when you get there, you miss out on a lot. We talked about this. My friends are going, and we talked about how... If you're not there before, especially Magic Kingdom, I don't know that I've always been there. I've been there when Hollywood Studios open. I don't think I've been there when Epcot and Animal Kingdom, but Magic Kingdom, especially on Christmas Day, first the mayor comes out. I'm sure you guys have seen that before. He welcomes and welcomes you to Magic Kingdom and into um, Disney World altogether and just he gives this grand speech. And then this train comes in and it usually carries Mickey and his friends. Well, on Christmas morning, it also carries Santa. Ooh. So if you're not there, you missed that because we were there on the 27th and somebody else was there on the 26th I believe and they only do Santa I guess on Christmas morning so I mean that's a kind of cool thing
0: and Santa's napping on the 26th and 27th because he's had a hard
1: night (laughs) that's right
3: back at one of the resorts it tends to be other places sometimes
1: (laughs) (laughs) right. awesome Um, so beside the parade and the decorations and, and just the, the relaxed environment and, that you have when staying during the Christmas holidays, what else makes Christmas more fun at the parks?
3: It's just everybody's in a cheery mood. Like everybody's there for the same purpose. When um, you're there in the hot months, because we were there in, in June, like I know that Nick just got back from there and people get really hot and sticky and they're not necessarily the most friendly And, um, and I know that you alluded to the fact that some of the staff was not even as friendly and I really Uh, attribute,
1: you listen to our podcast, huh? Do what? I said you've been listening to our podcasts, huh? Yes.
3: I'm religious. Nice. Nice. It is religion.
1: um, It's becoming a cult. You're right.
3: Okay. Don't, don't, don't say that. Then I'll get in trouble. (laughs) But, um, what do you call it? They, I think everybody's in a cheery mood because it is the holidays. And when it's the summertime, it's extra hot. And if people are not nice to you, then you tend not to be nice. I know that Brad probably doesn't want to go back because when I'm hot, I'm just, like, irritable. And it's not fun for any of us. And because, like, if they touch my arm or something, I'm sweating. I'm, like, disgusting. But in the when you go at Christmas, the one year was perfection. I think it was 2013. that when we got up on Christmas morning, it was 62 degrees. Yes, we needed a jacket when we first left but it was amazing. And then by the highest temperature that day was 75. And so I think it just makes the people extra fun and more loving. What about,
1: what about the, um, the old crop that's in Liberty Square? I know on my last trip they were like bare bones. They had cut 75% of the merchandise and that came from uh, two employees that actually worked inside the store. And, during Christmas time, though, do they do anything special inside that shop? Do they bump up their inventory? Do they do they go into extra character mode?
3: I don't... I didn't notice any special deals. I know that other places do that, but I don't notice that at Disney, and I don't think that they have to do too big of a deal because people are there and they're spending money and a lot of people like us that present to each other and so they um spend the money because it is the holidays but i didn't notice anything spectacular going on but nothing was are you saying like the shelves were bare oh yeah but i'm not
1: talking like the merchandise stuff like that i was just saying my experience when i went in there in july or last june the shelves were bare but i mean like in christmas do they bulk up and, and the cast members themselves are they like an extra character mode where they're extra jolly and just doing like yeah, a that's routine what i'm or something? I, okay
3: I'm wondering if it does have something to do with the weather, because if you think about how many people are in there when you were there, and some of the days that you showed, um, like on pictures and stuff, it didn't look too bad, but I remember being there in June, and sometimes it feels like you're a sardine in a can, and you're just trying to get from one place to the other. Their only day that I feel like that when I'm at Disney is Christmas night, and that's just because everybody wants to see the fireworks, and if you can just get past that fact, and the people were less rude. I mean, they they were really rude to us, even in October, trying to get their places with their strollers, and I understand that some of that's a communication or a, maybe that's the wrong word. People from other countries and other places, they have a different level of closeness, and we don't necessarily, as Americans, like to be shoulder-to-shoulder. And, um, but I didn't notice it too badly at Christmas time.
1: Yeah, you know, on the twenty sixth, that all goes out the window. Everyone's jerks again.
3: Is that what it is? Yeah.
1: Yeah, every, all that goes out the window. Everyone's crying. I don't think that's like true it,
3: because we stay until the thirtieth, pretty
1: much. Oh everyone. no, no, no! The twenty sixth, you have people complaining, babies crying, husbands and wives yelling at each other. It goes all back to normal on the twenty sixth,
3: okay. like a uh, yeah.
1: Walt Disney vacation should be. <laughs>
3: I don't think so, but
1: okay. It's a joke. Come on. You're not in Disney World. You're not in Disney World, honey, unless you have babies crying and and uh, parents arguing.
0: Hey, but coming from a guy that's actually going to be there here pretty soon uh, in the heat of the summer months, it's nice to hear you say that, oh, we woke up and we needed a jacket in the morning. So what was the, I mean, in, in December at Disney World, what would you say the highs are there?
3: Well, it has gotten as high as 82. But even 82 there isn't 82 here with the sticky humidity, yeah. um, you, I guess because you just have enough of cool breezes or something. The thing that's interesting to me is being in Animal Kingdom at 82 is a lot hotter than being in Magic Kingdom at 82 because you would think Animal Kingdom with all those trees and stuff, you would be cooler, but you're actually not. I, I think the trees kind of block the wind where when you're in Magic Kingdom and you have that, it's pretty nice. Right. Uh, you feel a cool breeze from time to time
0: yeah i think it's probably going to be 82 uh, before the sun even comes up if i'm lucky in florida in july right
3: yeah but you're going to forget all that because you know you have to maximize your time and you are in the happiest place on earth so you're going to just make the most of it i know we ain't got no time for heat that's right don't worry tell us more about
1: cinderella's castle i know like when the fireworks are going off they do something pretty cool with making it look like that it's all dressed up and they have they have lights hanging from the castle and things like that tell us about uh Cinderella's castle.
3: Oh wow, that it's really a hard thing to describe. Actually,
1: it's, and I know it's all projected and everything, but I mean, it looks like they have lights strung all over the thing. They Obviously, do. Pro- Oh, they do. It's not just projected.
3: Yes, they know. They really have lights, and they. Project oh wow! Okay. Them. So okay. it's like it's like double, but you know how breathtaking taking it is when you first come in and you see that castle for the first time. It's like double that because it looks like crystals are hanging from the castle. Like they've just covered it with a complete, um I don't know, like a crystal netting or something. It, right. It's really, really pretty. And then they can change the colors of that too, which is kind of, I tried to catch some pictures, but most of mine just look like icicles. But that's what it's supposed to mo- mostly look like. But it's just amazing. I mean, I do not know how they do that, but they've inspired my child to now want to do that.
0: I saw a show on how they put those nettings on around the castle, and it takes a ton of work. And uh, they save them every year, and it's like a glove. They just put it right over the top of the castle, and it means thousands of lights. It's really cool.
1: And it's breathtaking every time, Vicky. you know, every that, time yeah. you go there.
3: That's what I'm saying. And that's what my mom was just asking us, because um, my friend was here, and she's like, you love Disney as much as Vicki. Can you explain to me why? And she said, I can't. Explain the feeling you have until you see the castle for the very first time. You won't know the feeling because you haven't physically seen it. It's just, I don't know. You have to go there. I had a friend that Facebook me a couple weeks ago, and I had told her to listen to you guys' Mousecapades podcast because she was getting ready to go to Disney. And she kind of, you know, ha, 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 Disney people and stuff. I'm just going for my kid. Well, she came back, Facebook me, told me she was sorry. I don't know if she's joined your podcast, but <laughs> she's about it. And she said, like Nick always says, she drank the Kool-Aid. She said, yeah. I totally get now. Once I walked in, saw the castle, I just got sucked into this magical world, and I want to be there every year.
1: You know, yeah, even when you see it from far off from a distance, the castle alone, put everything else aside, the Magic Kingdom, all the parks, even the ball at If Once you see the castle, Cinderella's castle from far off in the distance, your whole mentality, your state of mind changes. I, I Like for me – um, I always think of, and this is probably because it's their trick, but when I see the castle, and I'm getting cheesy here, but it just puts you in that child state of mind where all your cares and worries are gone, and I instantly hear in my mind, uh, when you wish upon a star, you know, yep. Jiminy Cricket singing it. Like, to me, that is truly… I see that. That's a symbol, a symbolic of where dreams do come true. I know that sounds so cheesy, and Dave's probably laughing at me right now.
0: Yeah, no, what, what I'm laughing at is, not to cut you off, but we were listening to Pandoria uh, on the way home today from, from school, and my daughter, we, that song came on, When You Wish Upon a right. Car, and she says, you know, every time I hear this song, I think about standing right in front of the train station and looking at the castle, and it just makes me smile. I mean, and that's the memory. It does. That exact memory right there is the one that I want my daughter to have for the rest of her life.
1: It almost brings a tear to you, Ashley, because you hear that song, you think of the image of the castle in your mind, and your whole state of mind changes and you really do feel like you can have anything you want in this world if you just you know, if you just wish upon that star and right. uh I don't know, man. It's it's just really cool to see that castle. Moving and on. That's, no, now that everyone's making fun of me right now, we're moving on. I'm not making fun of you. I was going to let you go. No, no, I'm talking about our, our listeners. I, I know Dave is sitting there. They're just like, keep going. Keep going. Because <laughs> we're going to make fun of <laughs> you later. Uh, all right.
0: He'll so be, be sure.
3: there soon, so he'll be in that same mode. And are you, oh, so I'm yeah, hoping so you guys funny. are going to do Dave live, right?
0: I will. I'll do my best. We'll you yeah.
3: better. Uh, yeah, see, Dave, I'm still going through my whole trip depression
1: stage right now. So, yeah, man, I'm going through the grieving process. I'm
0: going to do my you best. Know? So, Nick and I uh, discovered Periscope slightly after his trip, and I'm going to try and do a few Periscopes. problem with that is that it just kills your battery. So, uh, I'm going to try and do the best I can to maybe lift a couple of, of uh, seconds of video on to Periscope for everybody that wants to follow us.
3: Well, do you have yeah, why don't a that has, like, a battery backup? I do.
0: I bought one specifically for this trip.
3: Yes. I just bought Brad one that will charge your phone twice. And so um, that's what we're going to take this time and he wants to do some Periscope while we're there this Christmas. Sweet.
0: All right. So is there anything else that you want to talk to us about as far as like your experience during the Christmas season?
3: The one thing that I was going to tell you that I learned after I went to my first trip by watching the Travel Channel um, was... If you don't visit other resorts while you are at Disney during Christmas, that you are missing out. And so last year we made a conscious effort. That first day was um, kind of a hangout day. And we went over, we took the bus to Hollywood Studios. And this is another thing that I don't think that a lot of people realize. You can take a boat anywhere. I mean, any of the transportation is available to you. So we try to take a boat anytime that we can. So we took a bus to Hollywood Studios and caught a boat and then we went yacht in the beach club and we went to swan and dolphin and we went to um the boardwalk um, and looked at their decorations and took pictures of them just because they're so unique to each individual resort and so this time i want to see those again in case they change them because i mean i know they're famous for changing things up to always get better and better from year to year um, but part of me wants to go to Polynesian, um, and which we did see the Christmas tree because we ate at Ohana. But I didn't look intensely at the direct at the decorations this time, and just go see some other resorts and just see the things that they make. Each one of them so unique. I don't know if you guys have watched those videos or not, but it's really cool. Every once in a while, they'll have them on there, or you can even get on YouTube and. And watch them decorate the tree from floor all the way to being up, like at the Wilderness Lodge, and how they make it so unique to the Wilderness Lodge. So I would encourage everybody to go see those decorations. Like in Boardwalk, there was a gingerbread house that was an ice cream. I think it was just there for Christmas, but they made it into an ice cream sales place.
0: Yeah, and uh, they have that. They have that contest for gingerbread houses in the Contemporary.
3: Oh okay. Oh yeah, because the house this year that one was of Elsa and Anna. I have a picture of that. Yeah, that's true. That's
0: shocker, right? Elsa and Anna. Can't Speaking,
1: I, I was just gonna bring that up. Speaking of Elsa and Anna and Frozen, it, oh, Dave and I were just talking earlier, uh, before we, we 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 before we phoned you up. Uh, Disney has totally milked that cow dry D- during the, the Christmas celebrations. Do you not see just Frozen everywhere?
3: I don't think. I do. I'm sorry, looking at Kaylee, because she wanted oh, to sit in here to make sure I was... There here. you go.
1: There's, There's the she answer. Said. Okay. Uh right, Kaylee.
3: She, um, I don't think, it didn't overkill with that, did it?
1: Yeah, but you're drinking more Kool-Aid than I am, and I drink a lot of Kool-Aid, but I know you're like, you're drinking more, you're drinking the whole pitcher, and I'm just having a glass. <laughs> um, <laughs> They probably did, and you didn't, you just didn't see it.
3: I think sure that if your child, see, Colin's really big into the Incredibles, so if the Incredibles were everywhere, I'm sure he would spot those right on. We were just in awe of everything, so we were trying to take in as much as we could. Um, one more thing, I'm sorry not to digress or change my subject or whatever, but um, I do want to tell anybody who's never done the candlelight processional It is a really cool experience, and it runs, like, November all the way until, I believe, December 30th was the last performance that they had of that. And it's actually, um, if you've never seen it or if you've never read about it, it tells the birth of Christ, and, like, they read scripture, a famous person reads scripture, and then they do a song that matches the scripture. It is very moving, and um, I encourage people, and... You might have to wait in a little while if you don't buy the little dinner package because I know a lot of people buy the dinner package so they're guaranteed like fast pass seating or whatever. But we just waited in the line for like 45 minutes last year and don't be laughing at me.
0: No, it's we were just talking earlier about how they were going, uh, they're doing something new and to go with this experience, they're going to charge you an extra price to get a little something extra. And it's we we mentioned the fireworks show and how they have a cupcake. Yeah. Uh, a cupcake party for the fireworks show so that you can get a special seat, but they charge you some outrageous price for for cupcakes to go along with the fireworks. So this sounds like the same type of deal.
1: Right, like they're going to charge you $175 for, you know, uh, Jesus, our Savior Christ.
3: Oh, nice. <laughs> hey, well, so, they did, so, but,
1: so where is this, Vicki? Where do they do
3: It's right in front of the um, American part of the World Showcase. Okay. In the amphitheater where they have, like, famous people come all the time and do concerts off and on. Um, they have a different person speak. Uh, the The night before we were there in 2014, no, 13, excuse me, Whoopi Goldberg spoke when uh, – the year that, or that was the same year Brad and Kaylee went. I actually got sick, and so I went back to the room with Joey, but uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman. I get
1: Chapman. sick, too, if I had to listen to her.
3: <laughs> Stephen Curtis Chapman did it, but last year it was Isabella Rosalini. so these big-name people, but it kind of makes you feel like, I don't know how you grew up, but we grew up going to church on Christmas Eve, so it kind of makes you, we make sure we're there on Christmas Eve, so it's kind of our Christmas Eve service for our family, but it's a special time because you're with people from all over the world and celebrating this holiday.
1: That's pretty cool. So Stephen Curtis was there. Um, Yeah. I've gone to a lot of his concerts uh, through the years and that'd be kind of neat to see him down there performing.
3: Yeah.
0: Does this procession go just on the stage or does it go like around the land? I think
3: they call it a procession because they process in with candles. Okay. Like they process in past all the people. The people don't actually, they process into um, like a living Christmas tree in a program like that. Yeah. And so part of them are made up make up the christmas tree and then part of them are just like an extra added chorus to the side
0: yeah that's cool i've never uh i've never experienced anything like that that's pretty neat
3: yeah but I something i hope everybody would like to do
1: outstanding thanks for coming on our show vicky we appreciate you coming on and talking about uh christmas in july and for our listeners so thank you very much kaylee thanks for putting up with your mom for the past 30 minutes and yeah, listening thanks for in being
0: there for support so, kaylee
1: yeah next time laugh at my jokes
3: <laughs> sorry i didn't know when you were being serious or when you were being silly <laughs> all right nice part thank part you so much show.
0: yeah thanks vicky a lot That self-proclaimed disnerd vicky
1: that's right. Yeah, I just want to give, uh, some shout outs. Uh, Jose Fontanas, I know you're listening from Puerto Rico, buddy, so thank you. We've gotten a lot of downloads from Puerto Rico recently. Jeremy in Colorado. Ethan from Disneyland. Jack, not Jake, I've been saying it wrong this whole entire time, so please don't, don't kill me here, buddy. Jack from Star Tours. Rich from Manhattan, our chatter. Zeke and Rachel from Behind the Magic Podcast. Mike from Be Our Guest Podcast. I hope you enjoyed your your trip. You're still on it right now. And if you have trouble going through post-trip depression, I will help you out with that. My father, if you're still listening, God bless you and uh, thanks for listening. My first graders, Anna, thanks for listening. Mickey Mouse told me that uh, you will be moving shortly, so I'm definitely going to miss you next year. Good luck at your next school. And I know that you'll meet lots of friends and you'll do very well. So, I just want to say, peace peace.
2: and now I would like to share my memorable moment when you wish upon a star it symbolizes faith hope and all the things that Christmas stands for so this is my personal wish for you something that can make Christmas every day if you'll just believe. When you wish upon a star Make no difference who you are Anything your heart desires Will come to you If your heart is in your dream reason quest is too extreme when you wish upon a star as dreamers to all of you Merry Christmas